Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. Glad to have you here with me. Um, I'm down in the sunny state of Florida. Unfortunately, it's been at a convention for work, so I really haven't gotten a chance to uh, enjoy the state, but I'll be back home soon. And I'm just glad, though, that even though I am at remote, still able to have The Remnant Call. And tonight we've got uh, back, uh, our family member here, favorite guest, the, the one who is really a part of Remnant Call here with me, and that's Brother Benjamin's going to be on tonight. And uh, if you didn't catch last week's episode, you need to catch, it was kind of the part two of the first vaccination nation. This is the mandate. Um, folks, this is the time, the the Bible predicted this was going to happen. These things were going to come to place. We talked about it last week, and it is decision-making time. You need to really put it in your mind now what you're going to do moving forward. Don't wait to make that decision when the day comes. Settle it now what you're going to do because you will be challenged Already we mentioned in the program, uh, friends of mine, uh, believers faced being sole providers of family going to lose his job because he refuses to take this jab. Folks, it's coming now. It's coming hard. And it doesn't matter. We need to understand God is in control and he has a lot more power to take care of you than the arm of the flesh ever will do. And so with that, I'm going to bring on tonight's guest, Brother Benjamin. Benjamin, are you here with me? Good evening, Frank. Hey, brother. Glad to have you here. Um, Man, this thing, it's getting real. Uh, Benjamin, um, and this is really finally, this is now starting to hit close to home for people, uh, yeah. being forced with unemployment, faithful workers working through the pandemic, and now to be unemployed. Uh, this COVID ridiculousness is, is now becoming the catalyst uh, to the new world order, to the new life here on the USA. And uh, brother, it, it I, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I do believe that we need to really settle this thing right now and understand who we who it is we're going to serve. And um, so, brother, glad to have you here with us. And I'm going to ask because I know tonight we're going to, folks, go back into something that was said. We're going to share here in a minute. You're not going to want to miss this program because we're going to share some stuff that was shared over a year and a half ago. I believe it was more than that. Uh, Benjamin, that Benjamin was talking about on this program that now in retrospect, we realize that this is it was nailed and and we are here now and uh, we're going to get into that. But first, brother, I'm going to ask that you could open this program up with some prayer. We truly, truly need it, brother. Amen. Yeah, men ought always to pray, not faint and would ask our listeners to stand in the gap and pray with us as well. Lord, we do come as a people. We come individually and we come collectively as your people. And Father, we come in Jesus' name. And Father, many of us are tired. The pace and the stress and the demands on our time grows. We're like the Israelites that are making bricks without straw now. We're wearied. And we, we live, we dwell in a weary land at this point. It doesn't seem like there's any shelter from the storm. And there is no place of peace in this earth any longer. There's only vexation of soul. No matter what report you listen to, it's only filled with vexation of soul. So, Father, we turn to you. We turn to the living manna that comes from heaven, which is the living rhema word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that your gifts and your, your callings are without repentance. I thank you that your salvation is ordered, it's sure, 
for you have become our salvation. I thank you, Lord, that your remnant people are a children, a company of saints that will not lie. Rather, not only do they tell the truth, but they walk in the truth. Therefore, you were pleased to become our salvation. So we look to you tonight. Lord, bring forth a word fit for this late hour. A word of life, hope, and deliverance. In the power of Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you, brother. Glad to have you on here tonight. And um, Benjamin, I wanted to um, get into a, a little bit into a topic which you have been talking about uh, for a long time here, obviously, on the Remnant Call, and that is the 70 years of Babylon um, and the seven-year uh, reign of captivity in Babylon, which is, I, Benjamin, I don't know anybody else that's even ever talked about this besides you, brother. I, I've never heard it never from nobody I've ever heard it from. Um, and this was interesting, folks. Benjamin didn't even, brother, far, you didn't even remember this, did you? Somebody sent you about a show we had did back in January of 2020, I think is when it took place. Isn't that, is that how you found out? Uh, well, yeah, I don't recall this specific program, and I did. I did find out from from a, a listener, brother Gordon, um, contacted me and said, "Brother, you got to listen to the last few minutes of this um, program entitled The Hidden Ones." And you know, we address the beginning of the seventieth year of America Babylon. Um, but yeah, you know. What is so typical in Bible prophecy is the fulfillment of things is in, in a way that is a little different than you might have expected, because the pan, you know the the plague, the pestilence goes before His face, and so you know the very first thing that that occurred in the beginning of the judgment cycle of America Babylon is a pandemic, a, a virus, a bioweapon, the first phase of a war. The last chapter of a dying empire, the final flicker of the light of freedom being extinguished. And I did not see that coming. And I and I would I stress the word Nazi with an N and an A and a Z. Who saw? None of us, not one of us, we could not see the, the darkness that would come wearing a white robe. Right? the religious ministry of death, and the temples of darkness they, for the ruling Chaldean elite. You know, they come with a sacrifice that they want to offer to their God. And um, the Lord has warned us such perilous times would come. But yes, indeed, it came right on time, did it not, Frank? Absolutely. And brother, I'd like to play... Um a clip for the audience here to just listen to folks. This was from back in January. Um, uh, let me see if I can pull the, if you want to look on it, it's called the hidden ones. And it was, I believe from January the 9th of 2020 is when this clip was. And folks, we're going to play a minute of it, but Benjamin, it kind of reminded me that the plagues that that that's kind of the, the final warnings right before the total destruction, just like you folks in ancient Egypt, God kept warning with plague after plague. And, and at the end of it, Pharaoh's army ended up in the bottom of the Red Sea. Uh, brother, I just, and, and just a side note, and I am a U.S. Marine because there's once a Marine, always a Marine folks. Okay. I just read the, uh, how we got our tails whooped in the Mojave in the desert. I think it was the Mojave desert. They did a training exercise with the British Royal Navy and, and Marines over there and everything. And basically embarrassed the U S forces. We got whooped. And the answer, the response to that, Benjamin 
was the general of the military right now in the Marines saying they are going to redefine the U.S. Marine Corps to match the American value system. That's code language for it's time to get woke U.S. military. So, brother, this is all lining up the same way the ancient method of the destruction, starting with the plagues, ending up in the military takedown. And folks, I'm telling you right now, that hurt my soul. And so I, not to get too off track, but this is beginning to follow the pattern. So with that, I'm going to play what happened uh, in this program, The Hidden Ones, back in January 20, uh, January 9th, I think it was, 2020. Listen to this. Amen, brother. That, that is powerful. Benjamin, I want you to share as we're wrapping up tonight. This is an amazing program, but you had a good show on, I guess, was it last night or the night before? Yeah, and we're going to link night. to it. Share with that real quick so people can make sure to look in the show comments to click on that show to, to catch what you did on um, Tribulation Network, I believe it was. Tribulation Now, yeah. Tribulation um, Now, okay. Yeah, it's called The 70th Year of Babylon Has Arrived. And uh, my part starts at a little, about the one-hour mark, and uh, it's about a 60-minute program. And, yeah, it's probably worth listening to, because the second half of it, I do a message on the kings of the East, which, Frank, we should probably, we should probably do in even greater depth, because I can only cover a portion of, I've got a teaching on the kings of the East that is awesome. But, you know, as we, as we conclude, you know, I would just say to, first of all, to my brothers and sisters that have been standing faithfully shoulder to shoulder with me, David Murray, Rhonda and, and Bruce Johnson, Christy Sheward, Lynette Adams, Brother Gordon, Brother Michael from Canada, Sister Rhonda Dilla from, from Indiana. God bless you guys. We have been in the battle. I mean, for the... Most of you guys, you know, you can see the storm clouds coming, but for some of us, the storm has already come. And it's just one more evidence that, you know, the red dragon is, it's open warfare, guys. For those of you who are true Christians and who are walking in the Holy Spirit and who have a ministry of intercession, please keep me, please keep Brother Frank, please keep the intercessory prayer team covered in prayer as we go forward because guys this really is the beginning we're not going to wait much longer we have got to take the next 75 days between now and the beginning of the season of spring because if we're correct that this is the 70th year everything is confirming that conclusion then our world is going to begin to change once the season of winter ends and maybe even sooner but you know we need to be praying for each other like we never have before. All right, brother. Wow. That was powerful. Um, folks, this is interesting because we looked it up back in 2017 of December, Benjamin went a full program on the 70 years of Babylon, but over the period of a few years from that point began the deeper search into the scripture and understanding kind of the, expiration and brother you you heard it right then we talked about it you said this was the confirmation of when it was um but it took a little bit for you to finally get there but when you got there to the understanding of the closing of that well who would have thought that just a few months after that program that we had in the beginning of 2020 that this world was going to change brother please share with us well if we did think it we, although um, we thought the judgment would be, you know, come suddenly with the world war, not recognizing that. And really, it was sort of an, you know, almost like an obvious misstep, because if you read the Chinese military doctrine, you, you read the published speeches of the Communist Party officials, they stated openly, Frank, that they would commence world war with the United States by releasing one or more bioweapons. And these would be um, basically re-engineered viruses 
or, or weaponized bacteria that would destroy the American economy and debilitate the American military before the first shot was ever fired in the war. And, and um, yet it was still a surprise, wasn't it? When um, that sneaky little bat virus kind of snuck its way out of that Wuhan bioweapons lab and probably in the vial of one of the senior officials who took it down to the little market and, you know, what did he do? Pour it in the salad bar, who knows, whatever. Yeah, here we are today. Uh, the world has changed in, in ways we still don't comprehend. We, and, and it's not going back. I, you know, I know a lot of people are still hoping for the, the idea that we're going to go back to the America that was. But that America has gone forever. And she's not coming back. No, make Babylon great again is over. Yeah. Well, it, and it, it continues to disintegrate. And, and the, you know, just for the sake of maybe listeners that, that aren't up to date, the, the thesis that we were operating from uh, is contained in the prophecy of the 70-year reign of ancient Babylon. And the fact that that prophecy repeats itself in the end-time Babylon superstate which the scriptures describe as the last superpower, the hindermost of the nations, which would rise in the end of days out of the West. And it would be pictured as an eagle. And of course, I think we all know who that is. Um, but that this nation too would rule for 70 years. And when the 70th year would, would come and expire, her judgment would begin. And so here we are, the 70th year began in March of 2020. And that recording that you played, we, we did that in, um, I think, December of 2019 or January of 2020, early January, in which we were looking forward and saying within the very first days of spring, and the reason for spring is that's the beginning of the Chaldean calendar, we expected the world to change within the first few days looking specifically to the 22nd of March in the year 2020, which was the third day of the Chaldean New Year. And that's the day of the Burning Man ritual. And we're not talking about the drunk fest in the, in the deserts of California. We're talking about the satanic ritual where they actually burn human sacrifices to achieve or, you know, ensure the success of their endeavors. And so uh, we expected some massive sacrifice to begin on that day and coincidentally that was the day that donald trump locked down the united states and the, the satanic government showed its power all over the world basically locked down the world uh, within the majority of the nations locked down on the 22nd of march there were a couple stragglers that followed suit within a few days but the world was locked down um, the poorest people of the earth were pushed into starvation. The people that were living hand to mouth suddenly had no hand and an empty mouth. And, and so millions were dying. Small businesses destroyed. The global corporations were able to gobble up market share. And the Fed had an excuse to paper over the, the growing uh, fissures or cracks in the global financial system. You know, if you probably don't remember, but the banking system was already in a crisis mode where the overnight, uh, it's called the repurchase or the repo market where banks lend excess liquidity to each other. That market had essentially frozen. The banks were afraid to lend to each other because you know, they, they realized that imminent collapse was, was occurring. And so the COVID crisis came along and allowed the Fed to print up trillions and trillions of new dollars. And the Federal Reserve stepped in and became the, the main buyer in the repo market. And uh, the world was saved for, uh, for a future great reset. And so here we are today. But yeah, Frank, it's astonishing that, you know, nobody's even picked up on this. I mean, it seems like a lot of Christians, they are actually debating whether they should, um, you know, trust in the arm of the flesh, which the Bible clearly warns you 
you know, place no confidence in the arm of the flesh. That includes the bureaucracy, the bureaucratic arms of the flesh. And, you know, I think as we, as we go further down the rabbit hole of uh, this road to the ruin of our nation and, and a road that leads to Armageddon for the nations in general, it's becoming more and more obvious that much of the earth is now under the control of a satanic elite. You know, that, that sounds ridiculous to anybody who doesn't have a biblical worldview. You know, the idea that there are these satanic forces and, and that there are people who have, they've, they've sworn allegiance to the red dragon. And, and these are, these are family bloodlines that have been steeped in witchcraft for thousands of years. And, and the curse passes through the bloodline and, and the evil that has been done in the, in the darkness and the size of the fortunes, wherever you see great wealth, you can be sure there was great evil that preceded the wealth. And, and so the richest and the most powerful families of the earth are all working together. They're actually containers in the hands of the satanic super beings, the principalities and the powers. And, you know, that seems ridiculous to a humanist who, who thinks man is the center of the universe and, and that all people are basically good and that, you know, there is no God and we all evolved and crawled out of a puddle a few billion years ago, so to speak. But for those of us who know the scriptures of truth, in fact, are real, there really is a fallen satanic network that has been in control of this earth ever since the fall. And the Lord didn't come to redeem the planet. He didn't come to redeem the lost. He came to redeem his people and to save them out of this ruined and wicked age. And, and so we've been called out. We are the called out ones, the ecclesia, the, the translators use the word church in the, in the English versions of the Bible, but then in the Greek, the words, the Ecclesia. And it's the ones that are called out and separated out from among the masses that walk after the darkness of this ruined age. And, and you know, we're expressly commanded in the scriptures, do not put poison or, or defiling substances into your body. Well, that right there would rule out smoking. The prohibition against pharmacon and, and sorcery would rule out using drugs. And, you know, all the things that basically this modern nation pursues for health and wealth and pleasure and, and, and in the pursuit of, of their fleshly desires, all of those things are prohibited in scripture, including trusting in the arm of the flesh. And that would mean putting your trust in these massive bureaucracies that are controlled by men who walk under the knowledge of good and evil. Because the truth be told, they didn't acquire that power to help you. That's the truth. Oh, it's absolutely the truth. And, um, you know, there's a, a handful of doctors, you know, medical doctors in the United States that are, they have enough courage to stand up and speak the truth. And, and they'll explain to you that the, the medical establishment will suppress, will deny, will discredit, and will destroy any medical remedy that doesn't allow them to patent it and sell it for an outrageous profit. You know, simple medical remedies that can cure the ailments of, of humanity, they had to destroy them. So the pharmaceutical medical model, medical model has supplanted holistic health, it is supplanted naturopathic health, it, it's supplanting everything, I meaning even vitamins are now illegal. Yeah. Well, Benjamin, this is something we talked about last week, the prophecy in Revelation 18, that the merchants, the mighty men of mystery Babylon, they deceived the whole world by their sorceries, it says in verse 23, which is pharmacia. You know, it's the pharmacy that they put their great deception with. And I just find that interesting that here we are, it's pharmacy, just like the Bible said, that the deception is going to the whole world. Right. Yeah. So the basic you know, challenge or the, the basic crisis facing the average 
Christian in America, do I want to submit to satanic pharmacological uh, ritual abuse? You know, do I want to, you know, sign up for the satanic ritual? Do I want to willingly inject myself with their pharmacon? And I can assure you, you know, the answer is no, you do not. You know, and some people are going to learn that the hard way. Other people by faith are just going to say, you know, the Lord said, just don't do this. And God knows best. We should be, you know, we should listen carefully. But, you know, Frank, as we as we roll forward, um, it was in the 70th year of Babylon that everything began to unravel and the lockdowns produced sort of the beginning of the breakdown of the supply chain. The small businesses were crushed. Quite a few of them never recovered. The globalist corporations began to gobble up market share. And then, you know, once they brought out their um, pharmacon, you know, their ritual, uh, what should we call their little ritual that they want to mandate? Everybody's got to show up for the ritual and get the point, you know, get stuck with the point of their satanic ritual. Um, you know, there was a seeming reprieve, but in the background, the world economies continue to unravel, Frank. Um, now it's spreading into food production, right? I mean, there's shortages of fertilizers, shortages of, of all the spare parts to repair farm equipment. We're seeing collapses in food production. In China, the flooding that occurred over the last year destroyed something between 40 and 60% of their agricultural regions. So they're facing massive food shortages over the next 12 months. And it's not just China, it's everywhere. All the nations of the world have basically turned off their food exports. There's only one country continuing to export all of its food, all of its fertilizers, all of its liquefied natural gas, all of its production. Only one country is being stripped bare. And what does it say about that country? In the book of Revelation, they would eat her flesh and then they will burn her with fire. I think that's in 17. Yeah, let's see here. The 10 horns, which thou saw upon the beast, they hate the whore, mystery Babylon. They hate the end time Babylon. So they will make her desolate. They will shut her down. They'll lock her down. They'll destroy her and they will make her naked. They'll reveal her evil and her sins. The sins will be uncovered. The skirt will be lifted. And then they shall eat her flesh. And then they will, the ending thereof, they will burn her with fire. For God has put it in their hearts to fulfill his will. And to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast. Till the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou saw is the great nation state. Which rules over the kings of the earth at the time of the end of the age. It's the eagle's wings of of David's, pardon me, Daniel's vision of Daniel chapter seven. And so here we are, Frank. It's simply amazing. I mean, today, the United States government has warned our European allies of a possible eminent attack. The U.S. warned Russia could invade Ukraine imminently. And we've, we've got the Ukraine crisis boiling over. We've got just yesterday, Frank, apparently Norway has a, a series of underwater buoys that monitor the uh, progress of submarines and it track these buoys track all submarines coming in and, and around the Norwegian coast, which would include you know, NATO, American, as well as Russian submarines. They just had their cables that connect these underground underwater buoys the cables were cut, the buoys were dragged away from their normal locations and the connecting cables were removed from the undersea location where they were wow. found. Wow. Yeah, so somebody's shutting down the ability to monitor submarine traffic. Um, it's coming out now that the whole Russian narrative that, that was the, you know, the first 12 months of, of Trump's presidency was this whole completely fraudulent Russiagate hoax where supposedly, you know, Putin had intervened to try to get Trump elected. And, and that was all complete fraud cooked up by the chief fraudsters in the room. That's starting to come undone. Um, 
And yesterday, I guess 14 kids died from the latest satanic ritual abuse. And, you know, that's just one little piece. You got 100 plus container ships off the coast of California. What's in those container ships, people wonder. And the president of Brazil wants to know, why are people dying of, of this and of this bioweapon after they've had the second satanic ritual. Isn't the ritual, I mean, doesn't the devil's ritual protect the, the devil people? Yeah, it, it, and it's the most vaccinated, I can't remember was, nation in the, in the world. Uh, recently, I just saw a thing, or very small, but they stopped vaccines because more people were now dying um, from the vaccines than there were from actual COVID. And so Benjamin, this new vaccine, it's, it's, it's like, this is the, the new church of the new world order. And they decided that was enough. So they added in the booster for a Wednesday night prayer meeting. So you can get that tune up every week, you know, as you come to attend this church that they've started now. And I'll tell you, we have bought it hook, line and sinker, uh, in this nation, in the world. And folks, it's not going to end. That's the, what's the next thing. I mean, at what point will you say, well, that's enough. I've had 27 boosters. I, I don't think this vaccine's working. Sorry. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, well, you're being a little more blunt than I was. I was sort of like speaking a little bit in veiled terms, trying to trying to avoid the spiders. <laughs> but hey, whatever, you know, none of us will be around much longer. So who cares what platform we get deplatformed from? Hey, I want to say shout out to Aaron Rodgers for coming forward and telling the truth. Never was a big Green Bay Packer fan, but I might become one now. And of course, he's just being blasted by... The, all of the voices. And meanwhile, the roads, the highway system, the interstate highway system in the United States of America has been officially declared racist. What are you doing driving on that racist freeway anyway? I mean, can you believe this? Our country has gone insane. And then I don't know if you guys ever watch um, this. What's the guy's name? Stu. Um, he, he, he has a, a talk show. Anyway, he brought on a, um, he brought on a, a woman who alleges that she was trafficked within satanic circles and that all of your favorite elite from Hollywood elite to, you know, political elite, um, religious elite, right? That's the lady I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of which had, had, um, well, I guess she said she was raped at a number of satanic rituals. So, you know, now that's a crazy comment, unless there really is a satanic elite. You know, and, and get this, Frank. Yes, yeah, Stu Peters is the guy's name. Uh, he's been doing a great job. If you guys haven't heard any of his stuff, uh, go check it out. So here we are. The, the world is literally, it's disintegrating right before our eyes. And you know, Frank, I found an, an interesting, I found an interesting scripture. I, I just want to touch on it. I, I'm not really ready to break it down because I wanted to, I want to study it uh, far closer. And I just have not had the time. So many distractions, you guys. And pray for me that I would have time to really invest in the deep things of the scripture. But I found something in Ezekiel 17 that I think you'll find fascinating. And, um, I'll read from the beginning of, of the chapter. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, put forth a riddle and speak a parable unto the house of Israel. And, you know, these are the riddles of scripture that are this, the tests of the men of wisdom. And those who have wisdom, who were promised to come at the end of the age, men with wisdom would come and give insight to the many. One of their tests is that they can, un, they can interpret these riddles for what they are. So here's the riddle. Thus says the Lord God, a great eagle with great wings, long-winged, full of feathers, and diverse colors came unto Lebanon and took the highest branch of the cedar. Of course, the trees are metaphors of people. The highest branch are people in the upper echelon of the economy or the political or economic strata of society, if you will. And he cropped off the top of his young twigs and carried it into the land of traffic and set it in a city of merchants. And also of the seed of the land and planted it in a fruitful field by great waters and it grew and became a spreading vine. 
And then verse 7, Ezekiel 17, verse 7, there was also another great eagle with great wings. So, you know, we're talking about the great eagle. Now, the first eagle was ancient Babylon, which came and conquered Lebanon, ultimately conquered Israel and, and took, Nebuchadnezzar took the finest of, of the young men that he found. He took Daniel, he took the, the wisest of the Hebrew children, the wisest of all the different nations that he conquered. He took them to Babylon to make them, to train them in the ways of the Chaldeans and, and uh, ultimately to select from them counselors and, and wise men. And so, you know, this was literally fulfilled as Nebuchadnezzar, the eagle of the original Babylon, conquered the Middle East. Well, in verse seven, we're told there was another great eagle and with great wings and many feathers. And this vine did bend her roots towards him. Now that's interesting. So the second eagle, and I'll just break this down for you. This is the United States of America. This is end time Babylon with great wings, great air power, F-16s, F-18s. I mean, we love our air superiority, which is how we dominated the earth, right? With great wings, many feathers, many airplanes more jet fighters and bombers than any country on the earth. And this vine, this great tree, bent its roots towards ancient Babylon. Well, what are the roots? It's where the, the tree gets its nutrients, its growth, its, its water. This tree, America Babylon, bent its roots towards the Chaldean mysteries towards the ancient satanic worship of ancient Babylon. So too, this nation was turned towards the mystery religion of the deep state. And it was planted in a good soil by many waters. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, Jeremiah 15, 51. It talks about a nation on many waters, great lakes, many rivers, and many oceans that it might bear fruit. And look at verse nine, Ezekiel 17. Say thou, thus saith the Lord, shall it prosper? Shall he not pull it up by the roots? The judgment of the satanic elite. The satanic roots are coming out of the ground first and cut off the fruit. Well, that's a supply shortage, isn't it? That's a famine. That it wither and shall it wither in all the leaves of spring. The economic collapse would start in spring. That's when, well, that's when they did the lockdown, according to the Chaldean calendar, even without great power or many people to pluck it up by the roots. The nation was locked down. Its economy began to wither without a large number of people. Over in in the book of Daniel, we're told that the Antichrist would come to power with a small group of people. These satanic elite that have taken control of the apparatuses of power, they, they've taken control of the mainstream media, which is how they control public opinion, which is how they manipulate and control the democratic process, how they control both sides of the aisle, and ultimately how they control the ship of state, they are small in number. They don't have many people, yet they were able to overturn the whole country. One satanic witch as the governor of a, of a great state locked the whole thing down. It's illegal to go to church. Churches are closed, but the marijuana stores and the bars and the brothels will remain wide open. How could this even be possible? Possible in America or in a free republic. But here we're shown the withering will come. It will wither in the leaves of spring. What appears to be new growth will suddenly die. And I have to just wonder if that isn't going to repeat yet again. Because we had the lockdown of March of 2020. Are we, you know, we're going to see something radical following the winter? Anyway. I find it interesting. Let's go to verse 10. Yea, behold, being planted, shall it prosper? Shall it not utterly wither? Okay, folks, that's total destruction. 
This economy is going to collapse. It is going to utterly wither when the east wind touches it. Now, the east wind is referenced in scripture to what is called Mariah, the conquering wind. This is the satanic power that comes from the east. As the satanic powers are released into this land, it is going to wither. It is going to be utterly destroyed. It will wither in the furrows where it grew. And then the scripture goes on. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, say now to the rebellious house, do you know not what these things mean? Tell them, behold, the king of Babylon is come to Jerusalem. Okay, so the first great eagle. That was the first eagle in Ezekiel 17, verse 3, the beginning of the parable. A great eagle came to Jerusalem. That's Babylon. But the other great eagle that will wither in the spring and be utterly withered, utterly devastated, was in ancient Babylon. That was end time Babylon. And the reference to the economic collapse occurring in the spring it shall uh, it shall wither in all the leaves of her spring even without great power it was just a handful of people issuing orders governors telling people you can't go to church anymore you can't leave your house you can't drive five kilometers from your home or you're going to be violating all of the the protocols to guarantee the health of the people the amazing thing is this this particular virus is in the public population. It's also in the animal population. This isn't going away. It doesn't matter how long you hide in your house, this virus will be there waiting for you when you finally crawl out. The only appropriate response would be to quarantine the sick, not the healthy. Unless, of course, you wanted the entire economy to wither and you wanted to pull the nation down pull it out of the ground by the roots thereof and so end time babylon is being destroyed right before our eyes and isn't it fascinating frank what do you think do you see do you see the reference that i found i was just looking in that uh trying to go through that and folks i like benjamin i want to go through it more because i'm trying to find the definition in there post that and it might be uh of the second eagle uh he does go on to explain the first eagle babylon but i'm trying to and i got to look into this more yeah i see it um it's, it's that there's babylon. going to be a fu future one that's why there's not a deep detailed de uh explanation of the second eagle Yo, well, there is no explanation. Of the yeah, second. that's what I was thinking, but, but I didn't want to say that because I haven't had time to fully go over it. I'm just skimming down through it. That's so the that's parable. my thought. Yeah, Frank, that's the parable. If the great eagle that came and, and, and conquered the, the known world was, was ancient Babylon in the first part of the parable, who is the second eagle? It's end time Babylon. Even as Jeremiah 50 and 51 contain a prophetic reference to ancient Babylon and end time Babylon, even as Jeremiah 25 and the prophecy of the 70 years of reign of ancient Babylon followed by its judgment was fulfilled in ancient Babylon and at end time Babylon. Here's another dualistic prophecy dealing with end time Babylon and a second great eagle with yeah. great wings and Absolutely. many feathers. The, the, the first eagle was only full of feathers. It had great wings, but this one has many feathers. It's a much bigger version. End time Babylon is a little bit larger than mystery Babylon of the Chaldeans under the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, it dominated the known world in that time, in that region. The United States has effectively dominated the earth for 70 years. And all the nations did serve America Babylon. Absolutely. And uh, this is exciting. And folks, it, it goes along just into the other programs we've done with the second Exodus. I mean, God is about dual fulfillment, fulfilling things two times. Uh, I remember Benjamin, I called you 20 years ago. I think it was one time on the phone, 20 couple, I don't know. I said, how do you know that the Lord fulfills things twice? And you pointed me to Job for God speaketh once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not. 
And uh, I've never forgot that. And I can still remember calling you 20 some years ago to ask you that question. Uh, God dual fulfills. And here's a prophecy where the first eagle is laid out clearly, but the second one is not hinting a future fulfillment of something else that was to take place. And I'll give you a little bit more of the parable to ponder, Frank. Let's jump forward um, to verse 22. Thus saith the Lord God, I will also take of the highest branch of the high cedar and will set it. I will crop off from the top of his young twigs a tender one, a little green shoot on the very top of the tree. And I will plant it upon a high mountain and eminent where in the mountains of the heights of Israel will I plant it. And it shall bring forth bows and bear fruit and be a goodly cedar. And under it shall dwell all the fowls of every wing and the shadow of the branches thereof shall they dwell. And all the trees, these are the men, all the people, the trees of the field will know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree. Now, you could picture the trees as nations as well. God refers to men as trees, but I think the paradigm extends to the nations as well. All of the trees will know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree. What was the high tree, Frank? What was the nation that was the greatest, the most proud, the greatest nation in the whole world? Well, we know who that is. I, the Lord, have brought them down. And I've exalted the low tree. I've dried up the green tree, but I made a dry tree to flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken it and have done it. So going back to ancient Babylon, when did God, in the context of ancient Babylon, crop off a branch from the very top of the tree and plant it in Israel? And that little twig became a great, great bow. Incredible ministry. Something that would change the earth is going to come out of Babylon. When did God do that before? Well, you could say, well, Nehemiah came out. Well, yeah, except Babylon was already destroyed. It had been under the rule of the Medes and the Persians. Nehemiah was commissioned by a Persian king. He didn't. It wasn't in the time of Babylon. Anyway, it's just an interesting question. When will the second half of Ezekiel 17 be fulfilled? And how? You know, it's fascinating. I I enjoy reflecting on it. But it's definitely something new to look at for sure. It's got me excited. Um, I just started skimming right down as soon as you mentioned it. And I was like, okay, now this is going to be interesting. uh, The second eagle part. Um, folks, I encourage you look on this stuff. I mean, the Bible is alive right now. This is, this is, I mean, it's, it's so exciting. Incredible. It's incredible. You know, I really wanted to do, um, I, I was hoping and, you know, we don't have time tonight cause we we're near the end of our time, but I wanted to do sort of a summary of the book of Ezekiel in one show. Now, some of you guys that have been listening for years, you've heard the Ezekiel series and I think there might be, I don't know, five or more i don't recall anyway we did a lot of in-depth study in the book of ezekiel and you know it's it's fascinating i mean i I really god willing lord by your will and by your grace i would love to bring that forward as a a new edition of search the scriptures uh just that's a huge amount of work to accomplish but maybe the lord will provide the opportunity but at the same time, Frank, I was sort of reflecting on all of the prophetic revelations that are contained in, in the evolving prophecy of Ezekiel. And, and as I began to put it all together in, in my understanding, I realized this is something that has to be perceived in totality as well, because there's so much that, you know, you, you the revelation of Ezekiel 1 is so relevant that it needs to be connected to the rest of the book. And when you do the in-depth studies, we tend to just focus on one or Ezekiel six or seven or, you know, 39 or 38. And we lose the focus of the totality of the revelation that was given to Ezekiel. And so I'm, I'm hoping we can pull together a program that would give us, it, you know, it would be a top level view because we, to cover the totality of the revelation we can only go so deep but 
and I was sort of putting it together in my own understanding and realizing this has got to be perceived in total mm. and not just in parts. Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, yes. And, and folks, there's a lot to chew on. Um, brother, thank you for um, um, laying this out before us as a, as a, 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 a reminder that we need to study these scriptures. There's so much contained in it, folks. This thing is just this Bible I'm convinced is just beginning to be understood. Okay. We think we've known a lot and we have known, we've known the wonderful gifts of salvation and the history and everything, but the revelation of revelation, <laughs> you know, the end time, it is truly starting to be unraveled uh, as the old Testament lays out specifically, you know, and besides some in the new Testament, but the actual instructions for what we, the remnant, we, the, the children of God, the Ecclesia, as Brother Benjamin said earlier, the called out uh, are to follow as a guidebook through these last days. And so, Brother, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, the whole 70 uh, years of Babylon. Uh, and folks, listen, when I, I can still remember the first time Brother Benjamin said uh, this was a weapon. A bioweapon. I thought, brother, this sounds that's a little extreme. Well, until the news media came out and basically admitted the same exact thing. Uh, there has been a war that started in 2020, and we're still battling it today. It's not going away, it's getting worse. And what are we doing? We're going back to more lockdowns again. Nations all over are going back down. I've was looking at the news, how bad it's getting. I'll tell you, brother, it, 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 this is the never ending story, the road that, well, it's going to end, but uh, it just keeps getting worse and worse. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us uh, some hope tonight that the word of God has the answers that we need for these last days. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. You know, we should not fear what men could do. And, you know, I know some people have had to make a decision to walk away, maybe from a job, maybe from school, you know, maybe you can't go to the church you used to love. Well, you probably should lose that church, but, um, you know, God is God and he, he cleanses all of us through these purging trials and tribulations and, and, you know, be not surprised at the great, you know, ordeal that we're enduring because it's through the purifying of our faith, you know, and we, through much tribulation, we enter the kingdom of God. And I, you know, I wish there was another way. And well, it turns out there is another way it's called prayer and fasting. But, you know, the line to volunteer for the prayer and fasting team is pretty much non-existent. You can walk right up to the window because nobody wants to go that way. You know, that's the path that no one chooses. So it leaves the Lord only one other option, which is to purify us with, the trials and the tribulations that we're all going through you know and if maybe we were smart enough to figure out we could shortcut the process by fasting and praying we might all rush over to the window and sign up for the prayer team that fasts and prays together but notwithstanding god's going to purify all of us in fire to make us white and you know that was in in the book of daniel i'll, I'll leave us with this last you know section the prophecy of daniel in, in chapter 11 we were told that they that understand among the people shall come and instruct many yet they shall fall what by the sword well, that's coming and by flame that doesn't sound like fun and by captivity and by spoil many days why in the world are the people who have got the understanding to be able to instruct the many in the truth of scripture and in the truth of what's happening, why are they falling? And verse 34, and when they fall, they'll be helped with a little bit of help. And many shall cleave unto them with hypocrisy, flattery. And that word cleave, it's actually an inappropriate relationship because it's really more, you know, well, I want, you know, it's like an inappropriate relationship with the purpose of wanting something. They've come to take something from the men of wisdom, 
that they themselves don't have. And I, I suspect that it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. People see these guys and they're like, whoa, they've got an anointing when they pray. How do I get that? You know, well, maybe if I tackle the guy. No, you can't take the anointing from another person. You have to get it in the throne room of grace. And, and you know, it's a lot like riding a bike because you just have to wait on the Lord. You got to enter with praise. You got to quiet yourself. You got to quiet that chattering mind of yours filled with its knowledge of good and evil. That's got to be silent. You've got to let your heart settle into your spirit, man. Then you got to get real. And you got to acknowledge the truth. There's a scripture in, in Isaiah where the Lord says that these are children that would not lie. And um, but we, in, in Daniel eleven thirty five we're told, and some of those with understanding will fall to try them. We're being tried. You guys, you're going through a trial and to purge them. We're all being purged and to make them white. Well, well, that's good. The, the end of this process, which has been so painful, is going to be really good. God's going to make us white even to the time of the end because it is yet for the appointed time. And now I remember when people would say, oh, we've had a reprieve. It's, look, it's, I would think, are you unable to read this book? Do you not comprehend that there's an appointed time? You're not changing this appointment, and neither am I, and nor is some guy named Trump. We have an appointment with destiny. The earth and humanity has an appointment that has been established, and it's not going to be changed. It's coming at the appointed time. And, and you know, the question is, where will we stand on that day? You know, are we going to stand among the many who tried to hide their sin, blame shift, you know, the, the many who whose love for God has grown cold and the only love they have left is for themselves. You know, this epidemic of narcissism in which everybody's so easily offended today. Are we going to be the people that lied to ourselves and to everyone else? Or are we going to be the people that would not lie? You know, Isaiah 63 verse 8. Surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So therefore he was their savior. In their affliction, he was afflicted. In all the things that we've suffered through and that we've endured, the Lord has been afflicted with us in every one of them. And the angel, the messenger of his presence saved them. And in his love and his pity, he redeemed them. God loves us. He pities us. We are kind of pitiful at times too. And he bore them. He's carrying you. He carried them in the days of old. Let us not be the ones that rebel and vex his Holy Spirit anymore. Therefore, let that the Lord would no longer turn and become an enemy of us. But rather, let's, let's be the people that bring joy to the heart of the Lord. So that when he sees us, he remembers the promise he made to Abraham. And he remembers the covenant that he brought through Jesus. And so that the Lord would lead us in this time. And that we might be accounted worthy to be among the remnant that survives. Amen. And endures to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Folks, listen. It's, as we were talking about earlier... You know, the church, some scholars actually believe that this word actually came from a root word in Latin meaning, uh, meaning circus. <laughs> and, and, and boy, if that was ever a, a proper name for the so-called churches today. And if you're going to a circus, folks, it's time to come to the Ecclesia. That is the called out. Okay. And your Ecclesia can be right there in your home with the friends. It can be right there at a fellowship somewhere. It could be with you and the Lord, okay? Um, where two or more gathered. Maybe just you and the spirit of the living God are gathered together. There's two or more, right? And, and it's time to leave the circus and join the ecclesia uh, because this is, this is the last days. And, and brothers, Benjamin is telling us fasting, praying. If your church isn't talking about this, uh, if your church, your pastor is not, not talking about preparing 
getting ready and it's the same regurgitated garbage over and over and over again, folks, it's time to leave and find somewhere that they're speaking the truth. And uh, the Lord has still people, trust me, he had to remind Elijah, there were 7,000 who hadn't bowed the knee to Baal. There are people out there that are following the Lord. Just keep in the fight and let the Lord lead and you will be okay. Brother, thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. This is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet